You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. From the field to the film room to the war room, we've got you covered every step of the way as the road to the draft starts right now on BGN Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BGN Draft Show. I am your host, Shane Half. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Shane Half NFL. I'm joined today by my co-host and fellow draft enthusiast, Dives. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. Be sure to check out his podcast, Party on Broad. Dives, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. As always, thanks for having me on. Let's do it. All right, and I am joined also by special guest co-host tonight, Mark had something come up last second. We couldn't reschedule, and so we're plugging into his place. Uh, it is Dive's co-host on Party on Broad, Ryan Reese. Give him a follow on Twitter at Philly Sports PSA. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you uh, guys for having me on today, and I'm always happy to be uh, to be talking NFL uh, draft prospects. All right. Well, let's dive into it. Uh, starting off here. Uh, let's recap our player of the week predictions from last week. Uh, so dives, you took running back Travion Henderson from Ohio state. Uh, he got the win against Notre Dame. He was the one that scored the last touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not the, no, no, it was, okay, uh, but he did, did have a huge a touchdown run. He did have a huge touchdown run, like 70 yards. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he, he ended the day uh, with 104 yards. Uh, he had one touchdown on 14 carries. Uh, we awarded him first place. Dives gets two points for that. Uh, Mark took quarterback Talia Tagaviola from Michigan. He had a good game, 21 to 36 for 223 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. He also rushed for 37 yards and a touchdown, albeit against a lesser opponent in Michigan State. Uh, so Travion Henderson got the nod there. I unfortunately took Marvin Harrison Jr., who did nothing in the Ohio state Notre Dame game, three receptions for 32 yards puts me in last place. And that puts us at a five, five, five tie in our point spread. So we're dead even here through five weeks of college football. We've all essentially averaged second place so far, which is kind of hilarious if you think about it. So that's our recap. We'll get to player of the week here in a minute, but before we do that, we're going to talk Eagles prospects, some guys that you can keep an eye on this weekend as you watch college football that may be of interest to the Eagles. All right, Eagles draft prospect profiles. Dives, why don't you lead us off and tell us who your guy is for this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy that deserves a shout out, and it's your boy, Shane. Danny Stutzman, uh, a linebacker out of Oklahoma who looked really good. Um, He had a breakout campaign in 2022, arguably the breakout star last season. 
125 tackles, 10 and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, two picks. He's six foot three, 230 pounds, eye-popping closing speed. His motor is ridiculous. He's the leader of that Oklahoma defense. Um, the way he pursues runners, man, with unmatched energy and space is unbelievable, man. And, you know, he's been just everywhere. I feel like every week, uh, this is the guy that his numbers pop off the box score. I don't watch a lot of Oklahoma games like you, Shane, uh, but he was fresh off of earning the Walter Camp Defensive Player of the Week and Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week honors last week. Then he put together a week this past weekend that was arguably even better against Cincinnati. Uh, he led a defense that kept Cincy out of the end zone on 14 offensive possessions. Uh, Danny Stutzman, he finished with 13 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, a sack through the first four games. Danny Stutzman leads the Big 12 in tackles. He has two sacks. He already has a one-handed inter interception that he returned for a touchdown. Uh, Oklahoma takes on Iowa State this weekend, and the Cyclones are simply bad at running the football. You look at over the last three weeks, Iowa State has averaged 2.8, 1.7, and 2.2 yards per carry and just one touchdown on the ground. It's going to be a long day for the Cyclones against Danny Stutzman. Uh, we don't get to talk a lot about Oklahoma. Um, we're going to talk about them next week because they have a big matchup, I, I believe, against Texas. Uh, but Danny Stutzman deserves a shout out, man. He's one of the best defensive players in the country. Yeah, I was saving Stutzman to profile OU Texas week. So Dive stole my thunder a little bit there. Uh, we don't get good players at Oklahoma very often anymore. You can't be stealing them out from under me. But yeah, he's, <laughs> uh, he's just he's so much fun to watch, man. He, he anchors the middle of that defense. He's got really good feel and coverage, especially like in zone coverage, distributing routes and He's a good straight line athlete. Uh, he's just a fun player to watch. Effective blitzer. Uh, he can get washed out of run plays at times, but then at other times he flashes with tackles for loss. So uh, maybe some consistency in the run game. Uh, getting a little more consistent would be good, but he's pretty good in coverage. He's a good blitzer. He's a fun player to watch. Um, I, I think he's probably a day two guy right now. Uh, I do think he could potentially earn his way to the top of day two, maybe sneak into the back end of day one depending on how the rest of this season goes. All right. Uh, Ryan, I'll throw it over to you. Uh, this was last second for you, but you do college football stuff year round with dives. Uh, do you got a player that you want to profile for the people? Uh, I do actually. And, and uh, I certainly apologize if you guys have already mentioned him in previous episodes, but uh, I want to talk about safety Cole Bishop from Utah. Uh, this is a guy that uh, wasn't on my radar uh, at, after you know before week one and you know slowly but surely he's been certainly having himself uh, a couple of really nice games uh they have a a tough utah uh has a tough matchup i believe this friday against uh oregon state uh they are uh utah is coming in undefeated and cole bishop has been uh you know a fantastic safety uh he's definitely kind of a, a day two guy that that certainly could work his way up uh, depending on 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 his stock rising and and his you know tough physical play uh, that he's obviously showed so far, uh, he really does have excellent instincts, playmaker ability, uh, and is just super effective when he uh, gets inside the box uh, and can rush the the passer. But you know he's a solid tackler. Uh, like I said, he has that natural instinct, uh, and and 
just uh, pure toughness and a physicality that, you know, you don't see as often as, as we certainly once did back in the day. So it's nice to kind of, it's almost like a, a throwback kind of the way he, he kind of throws his body around. So um, not certainly not the fastest, doesn't have that, uh, you know, that, that kind of change of direction uh, that you'd like to see. But, you know, it's certainly something that he is uh, certainly improving on as these games go. But, you know, got a tough matchup against Oregon State. I think, um, you know, uh, I think Oregon's, uh, Oregon State's coming in at three and one. So it, it's certainly a nice matchup for the Utes here and Cole Bishop of Utah. So. Uh, it's definitely a guy uh, at a position, I think, uh, that would be great for the Eagles. Uh, you know, Reed Blankenship, obviously, uh, coming off his interception the other day, but kind of uh, are wondering about that other safety spot. And, you know, Cole Bishop certainly could be added to a room of, of potentially young safeties uh, and build up that safety uh, room for the Eagles. I will not stand for your uh, Sydney Brown slander, sir. Whoa, no, I, I'm, adding him. I'm adding him to Sydney Brown. I mean, the 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 three the one two three punch of Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, and and potentially Cole Bishop could be uh, something to be feared, uh, you know, for for uh, offenses around the NFL. Yeah, we we have a mantra here on this show that it's September, so we can profile linebackers and safeties sure. and running backs and pretend in our dreams that the Eagles will draft these guys. Uh, that's why we profiled Trotter and a lot yeah, of these other guys. Yeah. Uh, but as we're getting to the end of September and transitioning into October, <laughs> I thought I would start to transition into reality and talk about an offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm talking about. about offensive tackle Graham Barton out of Duke. Um, he was a three-star recruit. Uh, he's 6'5", 311-ish pounds. Depends on where you look and who you believe. Uh, this is why we have the combine. But uh, he's played left tackle for Duke for three years. Uh, and in 2022, he was the only power five tackle who posted over an 85 grade as a pass blocker and a run blocker per PFF. He surrendered only two sacks last season for Duke. Um, he's really lean and athletic. He's got great range in the running game. Talk about like a Lane Johnson replacement. He loves climbing up to the second level and being active in the run game. Now, obviously, if you're talking Lane Johnson replacement, you're talking changing sides. Uh, and we'll get into that more here in a minute. But he's a high motor player. I think he has great hand placement, knows how to leverage his opponents and leverage his body. Um, as for his weaknesses, I think he tries to play a little too finesse at times, like, especially in pass protection. He'll try to run guys around the horn instead of just dropping an anchor uh, a little more frequently than he probably should. And he tends to stop. Like, he knows he's good with hand placement, and he – gets that hand placement and he thinks he's one and he'll stop moving his feet at times. And that saps son of his power. So I think he's like a fringe day one, day two guy. He could be like this year. He's not going to be this good. I don't think, but he could be this year's Peter Skronsky type guy that he could be transitioning to offensive guard. So how you value him depends on where you view him positionally. Uh, so probably I mentioned Elaine Johnson replacement, probably not because he's probably a guard. Um, but even if he stays at tackle, you'd be asking him to switch sides. So interesting guy, interesting prospect. I will be interested to see where he ends up going and what the team that selects him does with him. I agree. I, I, that's, I definitely see him switching inside because of those length concerns. And as we've, I, that's kind of like a trend now, like doesn't have elite length. You know, we kind of hear a lot about that. Let's move him inside. 
Uh, he definitely fits in that category. Um, but he's a good one, man. He's on a, a very underrated Duke team that has a big matchup coming up this weekend against Notre Dame, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but Graham Barton is definitely one of the best of the best when it comes to production and skill set. And I agree, Shane. I, more likely a day two guy for me, uh, but he's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said, giving you some guys that you can watch from an Eagles point of view, now we're going to transition to our Player of the Week predictions. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, player of the week predictions. Uh, cannot repeat a player that you've already taken this season uh, so we don't end up with Caleb Williams every week. And Dibes, I guess this week we can guarantee Mark's getting last. So Mark's going to be in last place next week. But Dibes, <laughs> let's hear it. Who's your player of the week prediction? Yeah, I like this week I'm not going with guy that might put up ridiculous numbers. I'm just really excited to see what this matchup looks like. Uh, for me, I'm going Blake Corum. Uh, this is one of my favorite matchups of the week. Uh, arguably the best rushing attack in the nation against the number one rushing defense in the country. Go head-to-head here. Uh, first up on Blake Corum. Uh, well-leveraged ball of rock, man. Five foot eight, but man, this guy's jacked. 210-pound frame. Uh, he runs like it, too. Amazing twitch with the ball in his hands, especially in the open field. Uh, this season, uh, Blake Corum has kind of improved every single week uh he's not putting up crazy numbers uh but last week he had a a very good week uh against uh, in a win against Rutgers uh he had two touchdowns 97 yards he's averaging 4.6 yards per rush uh he averaged 4.6 yards per rush last weekend and overall 6.1 yards per carry with eight touchdowns through four games so he's not putting up crazy yardage but he's definitely uh getting piling up the touchdowns uh, but, yeah, Michigan goes up against a Nebraska defense that hasn't given up 15 or more points through the first four games this season. Nebraska's run defense is number one in the nation. They only give up 1.83 yards per carry and 46.2 rushing yards per game. Something's got to give. That Michigan offensive line is elite, and I'm excited to see how they match up against Nebraska. So 
they don't forget Michigan also has Donovan Edwards back there as well. Another elite running back. That's like to some might be a better NFL prospect, uh, but Blake Corum, I'm going to go with uh, being the difference against Nebraska. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, uh, no joke. I, I almost picked Blake Corum. I got my pick in first this week and he made it to my final two. He would have been my pick, and then I saw they were playing Nebraska, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a different direction." And then that was <laughs> pick. So, uh, hopefully, Nebraska shuts Blake Corum down this weekend. I could use the lead again, but uh, I'm gonna go with a guy nobody really heard of coming into this season, who's now sort of lighting college football on fire. It's wide receiver Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina. Uh, he is a fifth-year senior who, in his first four seasons combined had 423 receiving yards. But in four games this year, he's already got 556 yards receiving. He's got a really good connection with quarterback Spencer Rattler. Uh, He leads all FBS receivers in receiving yardage. Now, if you look at this guy from like an NFL draft perspective, you might not be the most uh, intriguing guy. 6'3", 227 pounds. He's not the twitchiest route runner. Uh, His ball skills are fantastic. Stop me if you've heard that before. It seems like every receiver I fall in love with in the draft that busts is a slow guy that's big and wins jump balls, and it doesn't translate. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. But this week, uh, they're facing a Tennessee team, a Tennessee offense that's putting up 35 points a game. Like, I think this could be a shootout. Uh, I think he leads FBS in receiving for a reason. Spencer Rattler trusts him. And so if this turns into a shootout, I think Xavier Leggett could have a big day for South Carolina. He's a guy that I honestly haven't looked into yet. Um, the wide receiver class is absolutely stacked. Um, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr., but Egbuka, Neighbors, Adunze, Worthy, Keon Coleman, all those guys are like first uh, day one potential. Uh, so I'll definitely be watching this guy. I'm pretty sure there's never going to be a bad receiver draft again. Like, they're just always going to be good, apparently. It always seems to get better and better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan, I'm putting you on the spot here. I'm not letting you pick for Mark. He's getting a zero oh, for this understandable, one. But do you I, have a player of the game, the, a guy that you want to throw out here as a prediction? Because just to help you guys out, I'd pick, uh, I'd pick like, uh, one of the directional Michigan's punters as the player of the game. Um, no, you know what? Um, you know, listen, I – um, you know, I think when we first started looking at the quarterbacks this year, um, you know, this guy def- definitely was on the radar, obviously, but uh, he has jumped up for me. And that's Michael Penix Jr. Oh, um, you know, he has had himself uh, quite the season so far. And Washington right now, number seven in the country. Again, I, I've said it on many different shows. I love it. When, you know, when I grew up watching college football, you know, like the 90s and, and, and 2000s, those teams that were big powerhouses of, of teams like Washington and, and Oklahoma and, you know, all, all Notre Dame and Miami. And I love it when those guys are, are in, the, in, the, in, the, in the mix right now. And Washington certainly is. And that's mostly because of Michael Penix Jr. They're playing Arizona, uh, who's quietly three and one. And him and, and, and Roma Dunze has, has really gotten themselves uh, quite the connection there. And he, Penix is just lighting the world up. And I don't see that stopping, honestly. I don't see there's a defense right now that's going to stop him. Uh, and, yeah, he should be on everybody's radar uh, as a guy to, to keep watching and climb up these quarterback rankings because, 
you know, yeah, well, we hear about Caleb Williams and Drake May and, you know, a couple other guys, but man, he has to be right there, right behind him right now after, after the games he's had for sure. He's my number three. Yeah. He has to be. Yep. That's a, that's such a cool quarterback name too. Like just <laughs> the is. vibes of Michael Penix Jr. That's just a great QB. It sounds name. like a NASCAR name more than anything. That's true. I yeah. can see that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, those those are our player of the week predictions. Let's get into our game of the week. And there were a lot of ways that we could have gone this week. Uh, we could have gone with Notre Dame having another big game, but we didn't really want to do Notre Dame back to back. You could have made an argument to go uh, Kansas at Texas, but OU Texas is the next weekend. Utah, Oregon State, which Ryan mentioned earlier. Uh, but what we settled on is number 13 LSU traveling to number 20 Ole Miss. This game kicks off at six or wait, is it six o'clock? I put six o'clock and I can't remember if I put down the Eastern time or my time, but it's <laughs> off at, I think six o'clock Eastern on Saturday, check your local programming. Uh, both of these teams are three and one uh, guys. What do we expect dives? What do we expect from this one? Yeah. You know, I think the LSU offense has a really nice advantage over the Ole Miss defense. You know, First thing you got to talk about with LSU is Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. Those two are must-see TV every time they're on the football field. Uh, Jaden Daniels has really cemented himself this year as one of the top SEC quarterbacks this season. Uh, he completed 30 of 34 passes, 361 yards, two touchdowns in last week's win against Arkansas. On the ground, he also had 77 yards and rushed for two more touchdowns. Jaden Daniels is putting up video game numbers right now. Um, and that 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 was arguably that like last week's performance against Arkansas was arguably one of the best performances since Joe, the Joe Burrow days uh, in the purple and gold. Um, so you look at Jaden Daniels numbers, man, that they're, they're consistently atop the SEC. Uh, he's second in passing yards. He's second in yards per attempt. He's second in passing touchdowns, third in QBR. And then you get to Ole Miss, and um, I'm kind of disappointed in them. Yeah, they're three and one, but they're still not playing as well as I think they should. And for me, that boils down to their offensive line. That just has not been good enough. Um, Alabama sacked Dart four times in the first half last week. Uh, Dart was under pressure all game long. The Rebels O-line uh, was one of the best run-blocking units in all of college football last year, if you remember. Uh, in 2023, like they 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 brought back four starters. Um, they returned four starters, four of those being seniors. Um, Quinshawn Junkins is one arguably the one of the best right there with Katron Allen and uh Nick Singleton of Penn State as the best running back underclassmen uh in college football. Uh Junkins had the seventh most most seventh most rushing yards in the nation last year. Um, and so for me, that's where it starts. Um, I think sometimes the best defense, um, beats a great offense. And I, if Ole Miss wants any shot at taking down LSU, the, the Ole Miss offensive line has to dominate. Judkins has to dominate time of possession. And, uh, that's where it starts. This will be the 109th meeting between these teams. That's just crazy. College football rivalry that goes all the way back into the late 1800s. 1894 was the first time these two teams played. And 
with 108 meetings. The longest win streak is only six games. That's remarkably balanced. Wow. LSU has won uh, six out of the last seven uh, with Ole Miss winning most recently in 2021. So uh, Ole Miss will be trying to – the last two times Ole Miss has won this game, they've ended the, ended the season ranked in the top 25. So uh, we'll see if Ole Miss can – Pull off the upset. I, I assume they're. I, I actually didn't look at the spread. I would assume LSU's favorite in this one. Oh, I yeah. should have looked oh, that yeah. up. I mean, LSU is loaded with talent. Like Mason Smith is an interior defensive lineman. Uh, that will probably be a, a first round pick. They've got, um, who am I missing? Makai Wingo, uh, another probably a day two defensive tackle. Omar Spates uh, is probably a day two, day three linebacker. But Harold Perkins, uh, if you haven't heard of him yet, uh, he's a linebacker, edge rusher, uh, play more linebacker this year, but a guy that is arguably the most athletic player in the nation. Uh, he will be a top five, top 10 pick in the 2025 draft. That's how good he is. LSU is currently favored by two and a half in this one. So. Yeah, two and a half. Uh, two and a half point favorites. Uh, Ryan, anything that you want to chip in on this one? Yeah, listen, um, you know, I'm I'm uh, pretty impressed with Old Miss. Um, you know, their their um, their offense, their receiving game. Um, you know, they have a trio of of wide receivers. They are uh, Jordan Watkins, Dayton Wade, and uh, my boy uh, Trey Harris, uh, who all he does is just catch touchdowns. Um, yeah, I I I absolutely love this matchup. And yeah, the one thing I can tell you in doing a, a, the quick research I was able to do for this is um, always bet the over in this game. Out of the last 10 times these, these two teams have played, nine times they've hit the over and hit it well. So I think 67 and a half right now is the over-under. Uh, smash that over uh, for any of you betters out there. But uh, yeah, listen... Um, you know, this is a classic SEC matchup, and and honestly, I, I think there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of points scored on the board. And you know, I'm looking forward to uh, you know, being, uh, hopefully, uh, an upset uh, by Old Miss or uh, Louisiana. All right. Well, there you guys have it. The game of the week. If you can only pick one to watch, we're telling you LSU at Old Miss. But there's a lot of good games this weekend. It was tough to pick one, so. Make sure you guys keep it tuned in to college football, scouting all those future Eagles, uh, especially over in the SEC, which is the only place we draft players now. So uh, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the BGN Draft Show. Ryan, thanks for hopping in, being our substitute uh, guest host here. Anytime, anytime. All right. You guys be sure and check out Dives and Ryan's podcast, Party on Broad. They get college football all the time, all year long. Uh, great place for you to go learn more about the NFL draft. But if you enjoyed this show, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the shows coming out on the BGN radio feed. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. I'm at Shane Half NFL. Dives is at Mr. Crockpot. Ryan is at Philly Sports PSA. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of the BGN Draft Show. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, 
fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.